hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. Today we talk about Caitlin Clark and whether or not she's the real deal, and we also draft our favorite sounds and make an attempt to recreate them. It gets pretty outrageous, so stick around. It's going to be good. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to the Church League Podcast. Hanging out here with James and Corey. How you guys doing? What's up, man? Pretty good. I got uh, my new voice this week. No, that's exciting. You sound great. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of congestion. Yay. <laughs> So you're going to hear a lot of coughs. Those are probably all, Corey. Yeah. That's so all right. You're back to uh, casual podcasting here. No suit on? Yeah, no suit today. There you go. Um, did Renee enjoy having her sunglasses back? She did. Yeah. Good. She's still wearing the ones that are scratched up, so she probably can't see anything on them, but whatever. <laughs> That's one of the things I don't understand. Lauren does the same thing. She has sunglasses that are scratched. I don't. I can't. The second I, I get a scratch on my lens, it just that's all you can focus on. Yeah, it's over for me. So I can't do, do, it. do your wives have sunglasses for different outfits? Um, no, I can't. No, say she, she doesn't respect the sunglasses enough. I didn't know that. if it was like, hey, I wear these because they match my, my shoes. Oh, no, 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 I have, no, no. I have a pair of sunglasses that stay around my neck all the time or I will lose them. And I don't pay more than 10 bucks for a pair of sunglasses because I do lose them right. often or I sit on them. <laughs> but they're around your neck. I know. How do you? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I was, I was a gymnast before I was a oh, podcaster. Okay. <laughs> so those actually, they catch crumbs too. No, so they fall know. off. Or I've actually had somebody give me a hug so hard that they crushed them. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's a, a yeah. really aggressive hug. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I don't ever want to hug somebody that hard. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe. Um, but you know who deserves a hug? John Morant. He does. He does. He apologized. Um, he, he listens to our podcast. We, I mean, he did apologize the day that we put out the episode. So like, it's pretty impressive. But I do think that maybe we... I don't, I don't think we harped on him too hard. I think we told the no. truth. And I think it was... You know, there's tons of other people that believe what we were also that what we said. Um, I was. It was nice to hear him say those things, though he may not have. It was clearly written by somebody, and he read right. it. Um, he did. I think he did say the things that were necessary. I will say for not everybody's a public speaker. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's just going to wing an apology or their thoughts out and get it all in, uh, said the way they need to. Sure. And so obviously he struggles with the public light at times. Sure. And so having that scripted a little bit is probably a good move. Yeah. Is it too soon to say that it, maybe if he had a couple drinks, he'd have been... No, that's way too is soon, it? dude. That, all right. He would have gone long very, with it. That's very <laughs> insensitive. <laughs> it's probably true, though. But good for him. Hopefully. I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see now from now to the rest of the season, to the end of the season, and even past that, like his behavior and if he actually does what you know he said he was going to do in his apology and understand that you know yeah. it's more than just him it's about his community and like you know i i will it's one of those i don't know i mean we, we don't really have to get in the weeds on this but it's one of those like yes you know you are forgiven but that doesn't necessarily mean that like i now trust you with the keys um right and i i hope that the nba treats it that way i think it's an opportunity for him to become a leader of men yeah it's um, to respond through mistakes and and say you're wrong. Um, <clears throat> guns are a serious issue. I mean, yep. Some gun violence in the news just yesterday. Um, there's, it's such a polarizing topic that there's no pretending like it didn't happen and letting letting it go. You have to yeah. say something and do something. And hopefully, the serious nature of this and the constant reminders that are going to be that are going to be brought up just because it happens in so many other ways that aren't connected to what he did. Yeah. But it's gonna it's gonna make people think about it, 
means that he's going to constantly have to be thinking about how he can be a better person. And that's not a bad challenge to have as a man, especially a leader on a team or a father or a minister is some kind of reminder that I need to be better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, speaking to the event that happened yesterday in Nashville, I don't, I don't think that we should go in this podcast without at least mentioning it and saying that, you know, we're, you know, obviously, you know, fully in prayer for that school and those families and, devastated to think that someone can just walk into a church slash school yeah and kill six people it's a scary thing Uh, my wife is at a private christian school here in norfolk yeah um i text her immediately and we were hours late yeah on on finding out about it and um of course they were aware they were already in prayer as Mm -hmm. a school um, we have a homeschool collective here at our building today yeah. that is not necessarily from our church, but we're we're allowing them to use the building, and um, <clears throat> we don't have a lot of say in how what they do in their curriculum or their security practices. So it does create a different discussion, and it puts a, a more serious note on a, any given Tuesday here at the building. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate those schools and those teachers for sure who put their lives on the line. That's that's the reality of it. It, it's I mean, crazy. It's, it's crazy to think about. My kids both found out about it um, from YouTube, um, mm. which is where they get their news, which is crazy but true. Mm. And um, and we dealt with it as a family. And here we are again talking about things that I wish I didn't have to talk about with my kids. Right. But um, but we're gonna have the conversations. Yeah, I mean that is absolutely the you know parents' worst nightmare. Like you drop your kids off at school and you know you potentially never see them again. Yeah, and that's a two hundred kid, forty staff. Well, it's three nine-year-olds. I mean, let's talk about the fact that it's three nine-year-olds. Right. That's crazy. And this is a former student, so mm-hmm. I don't know how, you know, I, if I walked into any of the schools that um, either the elementary, middle school, middle school, high school are together in Norfolk Christian, um, they, they let me write in. I'm a familiar face. I think that you let your guard down for people that you may recognize. Yeah. It's just um, it's a, it's well, a it's difficult scenario to f- imagine a solution. So I got to see they... Somebody had posted like the security footage on Twitter, and I saw and I saw it this morning, and it was it was gut wrenching. Yeah, she shot the door. It was a glass door. She just shot it. Yeah, walked through. Hmm. Um, we, I, I'm not going to get into the the whole. I'm I'm not anti gun right. whatsoever. Um, maybe have some more, you know, bigger maybe better laws on on who can own guns and however that works. I think bad people are going to do bad things. You can't stop them. Um, but I it, it's interesting that like. I don't remember seeing any security from the time she shot the door to like walking in and looking through classrooms and right. like I know it's a church and it's a school and it's a, it's a it was a <coughs> private Christian school but like measures need to be taken. Right. I've asked this question a lot and I'm not going to talk specifically to the practices of my wife's school or the schools we've worked with in the past. Yeah. But most schools like this one that um, this happened in Nashville Covenant, they have maybe um, a security figure. But they don't have a team, um, yeah. especially such a small um, setting. And I'm not for sure. I don't know their scenario. And so it would be very difficult for one individual. And then, then oftentimes police who intervene in these things are waiting for backup. Yeah. And so um, there, there have been scenarios where parents have intervened before the, the police. Um, I think it is a, it's a very nuanced conversation about guns and gun control. Mm-hmm. Bad people are going to do bad things, and they're going to be armed when they do it, whether you restrict guns or not. So good people with ways to protect innocent people is my solution, but that's probably a polarizing topic. Yeah. But um, this individual would have continued to do what she did unless somebody stopped her. So I appreciate 
the person who had to make that decision because it saves the lives of other kids and teachers. It's just it's un, it's an unfortunate conversation. It's not one that I, I mean this podcast is for um, looking at the brighter side of sports and laughing and things, but this is a serious moment. And from a church league perspective, prayers are important. Yeah, conversations about mental health. Developing relationships and discipling relationships with individuals. So not only I know my neighbor, but I know enough about my neighbor to when they're not doing well, I'm a, a resource that I can talk to them. And so there has to be someone in the in this shooter's life that would have said something's not right, and I should have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And if there's no one there for that person, then it's not just that individual's responsibility. It is the the village that surrounds that individual. And so I think it's important for people like us who are in, in ministry or go to a church, whether they're our friends or in our circle or not, that we are inviting people in to check on people because people struggle. Yeah. People struggle. Well, it's awesome. I mean, that's that's what makes, I mean, like you kind of mentioned before, I mean, that's what makes John Morant's actions even, I mean, now it's even a bigger, Not it's. I mean, it maybe not, won't get pushed out as a bigger deal, yeah. but it becomes something that's more like maybe a little bit more serious. Like, okay, you can be an influence and you, you know, holding up a gun may send too many kids into this area of like, oh, now I now right. I need to own a gun. And so th- that's where you have to be more accountable to the things that you do and understand your audience. Yeah. Absolutely. The same thing that you uh, brandished on Facebook Live or whatever it was also took multiple lives. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. It's, it's and his, his agent, his teammates, his coaches, they need to understand we are also responsible in this scenario. Mm-hmm. So his actions reflect upon me, and um, and we need to pay attention to when he's not healthy and how he's responding. If there are other things, and there have been other instances with him where he's been aggressive or been um, less than a good leader on his team in public, then we need to get in front of those things before something silly happens yeah. or something criminal happens. Yeah. And um, and I think this is a good reminder of that. Um, but it's, it's just tough. I mean, I really... I really just didn't want to get out of bed this morning when I started thinking about all the, the families who are trying to deal with this. And, um, you know, being a school counselor in the past, you know, those individuals who are now going into these schools and trying to provide um, mental care and, and, and help for these students. Um, yeah. I mean, my kids have to worry about being safe at school. That's nothing I ever thought about, yeah. ever thought about growing these, up. These growing situations literally make me want to just, like, g- take my family and just go somewhere. Just, like... Yeah. Off the, you know, a homestead somewhere and just get away from everything. Yeah. You know? Well, we've I done mean. that and um, in the Lamb House, and it's not as easy as you yeah. think. Homeschooling um, yeah. is tough. Yeah. yeah. And then so is sort of living on an island as a as a family unit. Um, family still important. I mean, all those all those things like sporty sports and yeah. extracurricular activities and you know church events, all those things, and they're all um, they should be safe places. Yeah. But um, but I don't know if we're ever going to be safe. Um, like we like we think we should be maybe, and um, we have to be at least be aware, be on guard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Um, well, there is no like easy transition from you know this conversation to like anything else. So I'm just going to make an attempt to. Yeah. Um, a lot of college basketball. Yes. Um, a lot of uh, men's and women's. We'll talk about both. Um, we're going to talk about men's first um, because the brackets are outrageous. Um, what there was, Corey, you said there's 37? 37 perfect Final Four picks. There's no perfect bracket. Right, there was no perfect bracket. No. Um, but there are 37 brackets, I think, in the ESPN, whatever, that had all the Final Four picked correctly. Right. And there were over 400 that had those same four teams in the Final Four losing in the first round. Wow. 
and I had one of them losing the first round. So yeah, um, FAU. And here we are. I did too. So in your final four, you got FAU and San Diego State playing each other, and then on the other side, you got Miami and UConn playing each yeah. other. Um, two five seeds, a four seed, and a nine seed. <laughs> like, what in the world is happening? I mean, it's crazy. Well, I think uh, Miami was underseeded. Sure. Um, they were strong at the ACC. Um, I think we talked about Duke being underseeded, and I still think they probably were. Um, but Miami. Miami probably could have been a three seed. Well, Miami were they were co ACC champs, yeah. regular season champs, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, UConn looks like they're underseeded. They were they were they're good top ten. Were they even like number? They weren't number one. To, no, I don't think they were. But they were the way up there at the, at the beginning of the year. They had some injuries, and they're yeah, they're really good. They're really good. Um, I really like the style of basketball that FAU plays. Um, it's very team oriented, which does mm-hmm. well in the tournament. Yeah. Because it's not you don't have to you don't have to like make decisions. You know where someone's going to be. You know yeah. where they like the ball, how, when they want to shoot. You know, like coming off screens. I mean, I like guess there's something to say about individuals. I think at schools like Florida Atlantic, when they've played together for three or four years yeah. and they know exactly what is like what someone is going to do or how they're feeling or you know what they're ready for. Um, that you don't get in some of these bigger schools because they're one and dones, or they're just you know they're or you're San Diego State and you're relying purely on athleticism and you make the game <sighs> gross. Um, I cannot stand watching San Diego State play basketball. They're well coached. It I cannot stand watching them play basketball because it doesn't seem like good basketball. It just seems like we're going to make this as physical and disgusting as we can make it because we can't play actual good basketball. I, I hear That's little, what it seems like. I hear a little bitterness out of No, man. <laughs> I'm not like... They, they, it, they didn't wreck your bracket, did they? No, every... every <laughs> Miami did. Which one of these didn't wreck my bracket? I mean, like... <laughs> By the way, none of our brackets are even alive. Like, no, they're gone. We they're were gone all... The elite Eight. Yeah. Done. I was Going back to uh, watching good basketball, uh, the Princeton games that yeah. they played in, I mean, that that was like just watching magic. I mean, these yeah. guys, I mean, the screen and rolls, and yeah. it was, it was mm-hmm. good but stuff. Old, old school Princeton would backdoor you to death. Yes. And, oh, out, thank you. This team would drive you to the hole and just, they were more aggressive. It was a different flavor of Princeton, which is yeah. impressive. The thing about FAU, they got some dudes, and they've been playing as a team. It'll be interesting to see how they do if they have to have one or two guys carry them. Right. Um, where, you know, usually a, a smaller market or a team like that just has a dude that's just who's going to carry the team. Yeah. And um, and you rely upon them. And, if you know, you're, you're ride or die with them. And if he's not if he's not having a game and you're in trouble. Was there their number one is like Treadwell? Is that his name? Tread? That's um, San Diego. That was San Diego State? Okay, yeah. maybe it was. Is it Trammel? Something like that? I don't know. Yeah, Trammel. Yeah. yeah. Trammel. Either way. If it's San Diego State, I don't I don't, well, care. There. I don't care for their style of basketball. And I would say for a coach, I mean, you really gotta you gotta put it out there that if you don't have guys that can just light it up, you're gonna figure out a way to win and they've done that. Well, and they we, beat some good teams. San Diego State didn't beat a good team. The ref beat Creighton at the end of that game. Uh it was a really weak call that right. hadn't been called all game. And this guy misses his first free throw like a chump, makes the second one. Like I just man, to see a game in that way on a call that hasn't been made the entire game is really, really unfortunate, and I really feel bad for Creighton. Yeah, two things about that scenario: when it happened, 
players' yes. faces tell a lot about the story. Absolutely. Yeah. And you watch Creighton's players, and they're just distraught, right? Yes. You look at San Diego State's players, and they are shocked. They're surprised. Now, the guys on the bench are pumped. Of course yeah. they are. <laughs> right? They're That's their the job. Like, That's yes, their they, job. They get hype of everything. <laughs> but yes. the starters are like, did that just happen? You could see the shock in their face. Mm-hmm. And then the comment you made about that not being called, um, Jay Williams was talking about uh, when he played for Duke, then he would come out, and the starters would watch. Or they play in the first few minutes of the game. They go back to Coach K, and they'd say, "Hey, they're not calling hand check. They're not calling this." And then they would adjust how they played. Yeah. Because refs set a tone at the beginning of the game, and then that's how they're supposed to manage the game. And if they adjust that, maybe at after halftime, it's too aggressive, and they sort of adjust that. Then after halftime, you do the same thing again. Right. These players are then prepared to play a game a certain way. And you get to the end of the game, and you make a call that hasn't been called all game. Yeah. Is, that's not how that game was called. No, it's not how no. that game was called. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I thought it was a very slick foul. It was a, it was a technically a foul. So all those, uh, sure, rules no, it absolutely, there, no, it was sure. absolutely a foul for sure. But in that scenario, tie game, that, that shouldn't be decided like that. They could still go to overtime, and the game could be decided. Right, right, absolutely. So that subtle hand on the hip, while the other hand was in a great defensive play, mm-hmm. and he didn't make any contact. I thought it was a beautiful defensive play. Yes, I mean, well, for I even the offensive guy to uh, recognize that hand there, like a lot of times in the moment playing, like you don't how. Yeah, I mean, it had to be a decent little force to it. Right, but like yeah, I mean, it you, should. You can tell the way, offensive guy felt like he left it short. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got him. If you're if you're if you're a dude, you hit that shot whether you're getting fouled or not. Yep. If you're playing, it's wreck. Wednesday morning in rec ball, and somebody's going to hit you harder than that. You're going to knock it down, and you're going to say something to him about it. You're going to get cut by Chase's fingernail. Uh, Well, and to be honest, I'm kind of (laughs) glad it did happen because, you know, every tournament has their villains, and Calc Brenner or whatever his name was, he was my villain. There was that guy. He's not the nicest individual on the floor. His facial expressions, his, like, whining and punching the floor. So that's the center for Craig. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he punched the floor, and I thought, I I don't want him to break his hand, (laughs) but that would be the best way to learn that lesson. Yeah, absolutely it would. Um, Maybe it was a Sweet 16 game coach uh, McDermott took him out to begin the game because oh, yeah. his attitude wasn't right mm-hmm. like he wasn't even yeah, every game prepared I saw he was in a, he had a foul yeah. attitude no he's he's an angry player yeah. I'll tell you one um, good um and he was I don't know where Cal Renner was from um FAU has a, a guy from Russia Golden yes he's he's great he's super good he's so fun to watch yeah he's what seven one yeah just like so there are a lot of international players. A Tennessee lot. had a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of international players and, of course, a lot of transfers. Yeah. But um, I think the transfer portal and finding these international players who've played, yeah. um, they played legitimate, serious, I wouldn't say professional ball, but professional ball, really, in yeah. their countries yep. for these youth teams over the years. They're just better. And then San Diego State has a 23-year-old man out there playing. A rope, I think, is his name. Yeah. So when you've got Ugh. 18-year-old dudes... Nineteen-year-old yeah. guys against a twenty-three-year-old. He's you a, he's you a mentioned man. Tennessee. Tennessee's got that big guy. He looks like he's like thirty-five. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Is that Vescovy? No. Yeah. Yeah. He was at the something like no, that. No, Vescovy's the guard. He yeah, was the other guy it's with like the, Vucevic or something yeah. like that. It's yeah. a, it's like a Russian-ish, Eastern yeah. European kind yeah. of name. I don't. Um, but I do think because now we know the Final Four, we can make a couple picks. Um, yeah. for, all right. So uh, first, San Diego State, Florida Atlantic. Who do you guys got? I got, I got FAU. FAU, baby. So I'll, I'll go ahead and say, everyone who's listening, just pick the opposite because that's going to be probably your best bet. <laughs> but FAU, I think, I think their style of ball, they can get in a game that's kind of mucked up and ugly and still figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be – I think it's going to be more low scoring than you. they kind of want it to be, but I think they'll figure it out. Yeah. James? 
I know both y'all are going to pick FAU, so I'm going to San Diego State. Gross. Just because. Just because. Just because they took down Creighton and Calprenner. That's the only reason I got it's possible. That's fair. I I like FAU. I'm I'm a fan. I like enjoy watching them play. They're super good. Um, all right. So the other side of that is uh, Miami UConn. That's a five seed and a four seed. Miami the five seed. UConn the four seed. Um, who do you guys got, James? I'm gonna go with Miami. Sticking with the ACC team, last uh, ACC squad out there. It's a good looking team, man. Yeah, they are. Um, is that is uh, Wong? Wong. Yeah. yeah. He's he he controls the game pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're very athletic, so. Mm-hmm. That was a good team. He was recruited yeah. by UConn. Yeah, well, he chose Miami. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so. They're, um, I'm they're going not going to talk about that, are they? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with UConn. I think they're the they're the dominant team in this group of four. Yeah. Um, I think they're hot at the right time. Um, they had they must have had a great game plan against Gonzaga. I thought Gonzaga was going to do better. Yeah. I thought, I was that second half was crazy. Gonzaga beat UCLA like they did. Um, uh, for sure. Well, Drew Timmy decided to play the best yeah. basketball of his life. But um, UConn looks good, and I hope that they don't just run through the Final Four because they're the team with experience. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've got UConn. Now, Jim Jim Laranega, he um, took James Mad. Was it James Madison? No, George Mason. George Mason. Mason. Yeah, George yeah. Mason. Final Four. You can see where my head's at, right? Close enough. He took George Mason to the Final Four, and now he's got Miami in the Final Four. That's incredible. He's a great coach. Yeah. So. Um, now, and it was funny to watch him slap the sticker on the bracket because yeah. he was like shaking and he hit it and almost <laughs> fell off. My boys even noticed they were like, man, he's really struggling with that. He's like, he's probably like 90 years old. Leave I him know, alone. man. Give him a break. <laughs> um, I have Miami, so I got, I got two Florida teams going at it. There you go. Um, I think that'd be fantastic. I think best case scenario, that's what the NCAA needs is at least one major state to be represented really well. I mean, look at all these small market teams that we got. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, if, Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State is the NCAA's worst nightmare do you, in the Final Four. Yeah. What kind of ratings and like ticket sales do you think? I mean, that's got it, it has to be down. It's gonna be terrible. Like, I think it's gonna be terrible. Good question, right? I think it's gonna be terrible. So without the blue bloods, and I've got quote fingers up because sure. UConn could be considered in that category by some. Um, Not because by they've me. been there before. They got four banners. Is that right? I don't know. That's a great so. question. The coach was being interviewed on the radio this morning. I think he said they had four. Yeah. Um, that's um that's significant success. Mm-hmm. Um, people who love the game are excited about this Final Four. Absolutely. People who the appreciate people, yeah, yes. um, NCAA March Madness and it's surviving past um, all the scandals and all the NBA recruiting stuff. They're excited about this Final Four. People who want to see bandwagon fans, they're not. The people yeah. who want to buy the merchandise for the team and it ends up being FAU, they're not going to. But the owls, come on! The owls. You save that for the sound discussion. <laughs> um, um, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it was it was interesting just to look at the seats empty in the lead eight games. Mm-hmm. Now there are two games, so maybe like the second games fans haven't showed up yet, which is ridiculous. If I'm buying first round tickets, I'm going to all the games. Yeah, why? If you're already like, there, why are you yeah. not? And yeah. if I'm, and if I'm in, if it's in Indianapolis or if it's in Virginia Beach somewhere, I'm going whether my team's not there or not. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I was shocked to see some a lot of empty seats. We'll say they do have just as many championships as Kansas. There you go. Um, so that's kind of an interesting. UConn is one of those schools that the NCAA, I think, and even major sports media doesn't want to cr- crown as their champion because they've had um, some scandals. 
or they're not from a major conference. They've sort of been blacklisted a little bit. Well, they haven't been successful. And by successful, I mean have they didn't have a championship since '99, or like fr- like they didn't have one before '99. Yeah. So it's but like 2014, they got right big trouble. It's '99, 2004, 2011, 2014 are their championships. Yeah. So like it's all recent success, and so maybe that's why I don't consider them a blue blood. Blood is because I think of people that have programs that have been successful since like. John Wooden, right? Right. Like, and, yeah. And, well, you think of the women's team when you think UConn. Absolutely. Yeah. Gino Oriema. Right. You know, like, that's that's what I think of, for yeah. sure. Which is weird, because that's not typically, you know, no. where I go. Yeah. No. Well, you look at the last 10 years, who would you consider the most successful teams? they got to be uh, up there. Gonzaga's been in the lead eight, like, six years in a row or something like that. Um, yeah. Kentucky hasn't. You know, mm-hmm. um, Kansas has been really good, but uh, but North Carolina didn't make the tournament. So you look at some of these programs, Duke still um, keeps a high standard. Indiana's been sorry. Um, so you kind of look at some of these historically good programs. Um, eventually that narrative changes because some of these schools respond better to transfers and some of these r- schools are recruited better. Yeah. Um, the, the, the conversation, I don't know who the which, – um, which Hurley brother is the coach for UConn. It's, is it Dan. Danny? Dan. Dan. And so um, Jay Will on um, on the radio this morning, Danny Hurley was at Rutgers at one point and tried to recruit Jay Will to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. And they made this comment about, oh, the bag wasn't big enough for you to go to Rutgers. Right. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson said that. Yeah, of course. And Jay Will's kind of laughing it off. And they all laughed at it like it's an unwritten thing. That, mm-hmm. un- and it, it may not be true at all. I, think, I don't think it's true at all, right? Like um, Keyshawn's just making jokes, right? But the reality is now that NIL's out there, there are these constant conversations or comments. Shaq's done it. Barkley did it on TNT. Yeah. Where you laugh about the the things that were done illegally before that now is not that big a deal. That makes me mad mm-hmm. because Indiana ran a clean program. Yeah. And it was hard to do it that way. And all these programs that didn't run a clean program are laughing about it now. It'll be interesting to see who can say, all right, this wasn't appropriate back in the day, but it is now, and we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of what we can now. Yeah. Right. That's what I hope Major League Baseball does with steroids, um, but they won't. <laughs> but um, you'd mentioned UConn. When I think of when I think of college basketball for UConn, I think of women's basketball. Yeah. That that tournament is also currently happening. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? What it is? Uh, um, it is. Uh, we are our final four in that is Iowa, South Carolina, and Virginia Tech. And LSU, Virginia Tech. Let's go, local school, um, which is super cool. They were um, one seed. Now that's um, one seed, um, Virginia Tech. One seed, South Carolina. Two seed, two seed Iowa, Iowa. Three seed LSU. Three seed LSU. And LSU is probably the best three seed that tournament's ever seen. And for the women's tournament, that's shocking that there's not at least three one seeds or all four one seeds. Like mm-hmm. I picked all chalk pretty much just to fill out a bracket. Yeah, and I was in like the top two thousand at one point. Yeah, I'm currently top 2,000, by the way, 2,800. There you go. That's shocking. I don't know why. Well, I had Iowa in there in my final four because of Caitlin Clark. Oh, she's she's amazing. She's outrageous. Yeah, I witnessed it firsthand. Big Ten tournament, Indiana. They're up one. They could have missed a free throw. Yeah. And um, it made it really difficult for Iowa to get the last shot off. They hit the free throw. Of course, they get the timeout that takes the half court. I don't know if I'm a big fan of that or not. I don't like that. Um, but then they throw it in. She drains a three. Yeah. And everyone's like shocked. I'm like, that's what she does. Did y'all uh, accidentally fill out that bracket thinking it was the men's, no. or y'all intentionally <laughs> did that? I intentionally only because I could potentially win a car. 
Oh. Uh, if you didn't fill out both, you didn't have the opportunity to my, 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 like a Kia or something? It was a Kia Arivia or, 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 or something. That sounds it's like something I'd, I'd get for winning a women's tournament. Um, um, <laughs> my wife accidentally filled out the women's bracket for her school brackets. <laughs> and so I went ahead and did one, too. Because she was like, oh, I've got... Um, she said, I've got Virginia Tech in the Final Four. And I was like, they're not in the bracket. <laughs> like, and she's like, what? And then she said, I think they gave the, the staff, the ladies staff, the women's brackets, and the men's staff, the men's brackets. Oh, and I that's said, questionable. Oh, we may need to protest that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so she filled out her men's bracket. And for, the, for our family, we did a bracket challenge um, for Laura Beth, Harrison, Grayson, and myself. I finished last. Grayson won because he had Miami in the Final Four. Oh, there you go. So that'll do it. That'll do it. Um, Corey, you did win our... Bracket pool. Thank you. I've been wanting um, to say that, but I didn't want to pat myself. On I almost bag, didn't say it, but I, <laughs> you won it with a total of fifty-five points. So you're coming off a fantasy football championship, a bracket challenge win, right? The bracket challenge win should feel not that. It great. It doesn't feel that great. It shouldn't feel that great. We we all. I mean, you had one elite eight team, and we had zero. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it was it was rough. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of people, it was the brackets were just a mess. Um, what was your biggest disappointments from the the brackets this year? We we talked about some. Yeah. Um. I I I'll start by saying I thought Arizona was a huge disappointment. Now Princeton came and played, and Princeton was a team. Yeah, for they sure. They were a team that I um, mean, COVID they didn't get to play because the Ivy League decided not to participate, mm-hmm. and they watched the tournament together as a team. Yeah. And they continued to prepare themselves mentally. So, props to them. Arizona though, and I watched them play Indiana. They handed it to us. And I thought yeah. we were a good team, a team that could win it all. At that point, I thought Arizona could really – they've got a, de- a developed team, some experienced guys. They could really make a run. And they, they looked sorry. Uh, so that was my big disappointment. Speaking of uh, – well, disappointments, I saw a story. Uh, you know the guy, Houston uh, Mattress Mac, or whatever yeah. his name is? Oh, yeah. I saw an article, another reason why you should not gamble. Uh, lost $4 million worth of bets on Houston. Had them winning it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It like had a breakdown of like all his bet slips. But he hedges it, right? So like if he loses, he ends up making up for it in mattress sales. Because what <laughs> happens if he wins, yeah. he gives all the, mattress, all the mattresses that are purchases, he gives them all those free or something. Oh, so yeah. if, he, if he wins, he wins the bet. If he loses the bet, he wins the mattresses. So it's a really, it's been incredible. He, bet, he bets, he's a homer pick every time. He bets Houston Astros. He'll bet the Houston mm-hmm. teams. It's, well, it's in that same watch. article, there was a link. Mattress Mac bets two million dollars on the Astros to win the. You know, like, yeah. at what point are you like, if you're his like child or something, like, dude, what do you? Hey, stop wasting all our money on this. You I know? tell you, it's and it's, a lot of it's marketing. Yeah, but the um, the gambling scenario, not everybody can do that, right? You can't just lo- put two million dollar bets. So they're letting this guy do yeah. something that other people aren't available able to do. And well, I don't know who those other people are. are they like mafia. Probably so. Um, yeah. So it is a it's a it is a compromised standard for mattress Mac and other people. There yeah. was sort of a thirty for thirty or maybe a documentary on it. It was interesting to watch because I would watch that and think, how does he continue to make these bets if he's losing? Yeah. He's got to be able to make money somehow. So the marketing side of it, people buy a store out because yeah. he's basically giving everything away for free, mm-hmm. and then. If he wins the bet, he makes the money back anyways. If he loses the bet, then they pay for their stuff. Yeah. Uh, my biggest disappointment is Purdue. Um, yeah. Not that I, th- by no means, I think they were going to win it. You are too good of a team to lose in the first round. Yep. And I know that like it's an NCAA tournament, crazy. It's called March Madness for a reason. But like Purdue, you have now painted yourself as that team, just like Virginia has no. for a long time. Virginia was so. Appreciative. I mean, I bet they sent them like a fruit basket or something. I mean, like it's crazy so that like 
Was the word paint in Purdue, was that a pun? Or is that intended? Absolutely. Well, Purdue had everything to play for. <laughs> being the, for, being the one seed. Purdue had everything to play for because they remember what it was like to lose a heartbreaker to Virginia. Yes. And the 16th seed came in and they said, I think we could beat this team. Mm-hmm. They even had Baltimore material the week of. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, somebody did say that FDU walked so that FAU could fly. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I really appreciate that. Also because they're owls, so it really worked yeah, out well. Yeah. But, like, I, man, like, Purdue was, I wanted them. I wanted Zach Eady to get something. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's some incredible player, but he stuck it out. He stayed. He probably yeah. didn't have to. Um, and I just, um, What about him as a pro? Uh, he's, I mean, uh, who's uh, Boban? I mean, like, that's who I think he'll you think be. think he's got five or ten years of legitimate basketball on no. that body before uh, he's done? I don't think so. I don't uh, think he's athletic enough. I mean, he's such a big guy. He, he does have good, like, he's got a good little jump shot or a hook shot. So, like, I'm surprised how well he scores. He'll, be in, just he'll that, be in Europe pretty quick. The physical toll on that big of a body is difficult. And usually, even Yao Ming and these big guys, they may be in the league longer than I think. But it just doesn't seem like they're there making a big splash, like, um, like just guys that don't have as much wear and tear on the body, I guess. Yeah, but yeah no, I think he'll he'll be in Europe real quick, I yeah. believe. I, I hate to say that because I, I I feel for Purdue fans, and they I'm telling you they feel yeah. that disappointment. But it is it is tough to watch. I mean, it, it it's just it's hard it's hard to see that. And I wanted to see the story of Zach Eady get played out into March. Yeah, like I wanted to see him have that moment. You know, I didn't want to see it end like that for him. And I'm not a Purdue fan, right? But um, but I watched Indiana play them hard, and he cared. He really l- carried that team. Um, I think they were one piece away from that team being really, really good. One good, good shooter. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, Jordan Ivy or whoever they had, he couldn't even. He wouldn't even shoot in that game. Their their guards were paralyzed in that game, which yeah. was shocking. Yeah, maybe if they had Caitlin Clark, right? No, I don't agree with that statement. I said it aloud. <laughs> I don't agree with that statement. I she is a phenomenal player but i said it before this but when we were kind of talking beforehand is that the women's game it cheapens like the triple double that she had not because of her lack of skill i don't think it's that but like my like my half blind grandfather could get some of those assists and that's not her fault but what that does is it takes away from the fact that she had a triple double when anyone and their mother could have gotten 10 assists she had a game. 40 point triple double the points are the points pretty, are a different story impressive. the yeah. points are a different story yeah. but some of these things are like man like of course she made that pass because homegirl's wide open in the paint there's not anyone within 5 feet of her was i was it, shocked was it assists and rebounds it was uh, yeah, yeah. it was assists and rebounds i was yeah. shocked not as shocked as number 5 on Louisville was because she was scrambling, like where are where's dude, the defense? Number at? five on Louisville had every right to be so upset. Yeah, so it was hard to watch. Um, it's not her fault for dominating in a no, of course in not. an easily easy scenario for for some. She's played in uh, with men before. Yes, obviously. I think if she's at the rec league, she takes me for sure, and I think she takes the rest of us in the room. Hold, hold Roman, on, speak, you speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play some tough ball here. I, Make her work for it. I, so what I what we had said previously <laughs> is that. I, I personally think she would beat me because her shooting ability is off the charts. It's yeah. outrageous. However, I do think it would be slightly competitive. And that's that's the difference between D1 women's basketball and D1 men's basketball is that if you were to put me up against Wong from Miami, no shot. Right. I have, I'm not scoring, I don't think. 
and and it's because my man can dunk on me. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's you know I mean I I went to a D two college, and every now and then some of the basketball players would come and play ball. Where did they play ball at? Um, in the GAC. What's the GAC stand um, it's for? It's just a. It's an athletic center on campus. That's what it is. What's the GAC? It's a weird. What's it stand for? Uh, GAC stands for Gayness Athletic Center. <laughs> um, oh, we talked about this pre yeah, so show, and I was like, I gotta hear this out loud man's on the radio. Name, his last name was Gayness. I don't like Greg Lou Gaines? Not Lou, just Gaines. It's just Gaines. Okay. Um, the GAC is probably a good name for that. It exa- yeah, it's okay. why GAC. That's pretty okay, common. It makes sense. Thanks so, for, thank you for explaining that. But like they would come out and, I mean, just dominate. And then they're not even trying. Right. Like they're, it's not even like they're like they don't really care. And it was never competitive. And you're like, oh, shoot. I mean, and, and we're talking D2. Yeah. Um, and and you know obviously that's Harding University. It's not like we're competitive in D two yeah. basketball. So you you know you bring out these guys who are you know in the Final Four. You're like, yeah, no shot. Well, so the women's game it is entertaining to watch because in its context it is competitive. Absolutely. And so um, it is weird the four quarters, the timeout to half court. There's a lot of accommodations that are made. The smaller ball. If they're going to make that accommodation, lower the rim. Yes, please. Lower the rim. Give us a little more dunk. Shaq, make it a little more that difficult. Was Shaq's, that was Shaq's suggestion. He's yeah. like, not not seven feet or whatever. Make it nine. nine. <laughs> seven feet. Yeah, like, he, said, he said, like, make it nine or right. something like that. I mean, to where I, what, what I think the biggest difference is is that there isn't anything that I saw in Caitlin Clark's triple-double performance that I myself could not do. If you're not slapping backboard, I'm not impressed. Like that, like she did nothing that I thought. Oh man, there's no way I can do that against against other people. Like, so you think you could have done that in the men's elite eight? Because she did that in the women's elite eight. So no. are you? Are you? No, definitely not. So you're saying you could do that at the rec league? At the rec league, correct? Okay. So in the context, that makes sense, right? In context, yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm I'm even putting it. Yeah, I'm putting it into the perspective of who I play against. Okay. I just want to make sure that right. You weren't going to be a starter for FAU. No, absolutely not. No, 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 not even close. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's the height and athleticism is what it is. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's why when you look at, which is unfortunate in my opinion, guys who have crossed over in the in the, in the lady sports, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this topic, but um, but they dominate for a reason because men are genetically superior. Uh, physically, and sure. if the context is not the same, it's not fair. Right now, there are some scenarios where I'm sure certain sports or certain athletes, you know, that one percent that could could maybe cross over, mm-hmm. but crossing over does a disservice to the conversation for everyone else. I love that there is a the Final Four, the ladies' basketball uh, March Madness has been able to be called March Madness for the first time. Yeah, they're giving it equal sort of focus and playing time. The um, what was it the, called before? It was just called I don't know what it was called before. They weren't allowed. They weren't it allowed to use the moniker March Madness tournament. Yeah, it was the women's tournament. And so they've done a lot of things to sort of um, narrow it down to make it successful. They don't travel as much. They have um, certain pools of play that are localized. Right. But um, but they've done a good job to turn the attention up to it. Um, all the um, <coughs> the sort of um, which teams are getting in the tournament? They did the same thing that the guys did. So I'm he- I'm here for equal focus on it. Yes, and um, and it is entertaining, but it's not um, it's not the same thing. Well, here here's a uh, a quick shout out. I did see something the other day. The uh, first women uh, first woman in D one baseball got uh, is on the Brown baseball team now. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, what's her name? Uh, let's see. Olivia Pitchard. P- Pichardo. What is she? What is she? Does she? What position she does she play? She is, let's see here, 18 year old athlete, earned a spot on Browns University baseball team, making the first woman to play in D1 varsity college baseball. Oh, that's actually uh, pretty sweet. Like, I'm not, I'm not opposed to, I think some people misconstrue, like, I'll say things like, like what I said about Caitlin Clark and how I think the women's game in of itself kind of cheapens her triple double. That it, that like, I, that like, I'm saying that, I wouldn't welcome a woman into the men's games. She yeah. played. She was a pitcher. Like, well, here. Oh, so here's a kicker, though. She grew up playing in the Dominican Republic. Well, there you go. So there. You know, Wait, she, uh, yeah, she that's was a Dominican uh, brought up playing in very competitive <laughs> baseball. Right. So yeah. like, if if the ability is there, yeah. I'm for it. Bring it on. Like, I would. I would love to see that happen because I think that then completely. I would love for the narrative to change. Yeah. I'd love. I'd love to be like, dude. I would. I would kill to go to some, you know... If they're qualified. Yeah, they have to be. If we're making they accommodations, if we say, hey, let's not have men's room in sports, let's just have sports and no, everybody play together. Absolutely not. It's just gonna, it's not going to be safe. It's not going to be entertaining. Um, somebody's going to market a different way to do it, and they're going to... Yeah, it's, very, it, it's so. very situational. And Vanderbilt had a kicker, a female kicker that played. I mean, there's there's been a number of people who have crossed over, um, but it is um, it is rare. Well, um, <coughs> opening days this week, speaking of baseball. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm excited. I am super excited. Not excited <coughs> that it's not an Adam Wainwright opening day for his last season. Like yeah. that, that's kind of crushing. Joey Votto's carrying oh. the Reds to the World Series this year. You think so? No. Is he even playing opening day? No, he's on the he's on the injured. That's injured shocking. Opening day. Um, <laughs> well, it's oh, speaking. I'm gonna jump the gun on this one. Speaking of uh, opening day baseball, we have an umpire that's jumping the gun on his anxiety. Oh here. my gosh, oh, man. man! That the uh, JT Real Muto got a uh, ejected for not for moving his glove and for let having the umpire eyes drop in the back of his helmet. Evidently, yeah, that's that was crazy, dude. So that, they were trying to they were trying to throw the ball to the pitcher. Yeah. So he what had just happened is Craig uh, the umpire had thrown. Craig Kimbrell ball yeah. because I guess a ball had gotten passed or something or they needed a different one and then Craig was like nah I don't like this one because that's uh, of course he did and <laughs> so um, sounds like there's history there Real Muto well he does all the time it's so frustrating so like Real Muto puts his glove out like a catcher does on a regular basis to get the ball and it's a couple seconds and the umpire was getting the ball but hadn't put it in there yet and just like the worst timing ever yeah. as soon as Real Muto puts his glove down. The umpire like goes to throw it down, and when that happens, the ref looks down, and then just throws out, pulls his JT. mask off, and gives them the yeah. get out of here. Golly, that was just that's so childish. Like you look like an immature ten year old who got their feelings hurt. It's yeah. in spring training. Yeah. This is practice. Like, We're break. talking about practice. I mean, and it's even worse because practice? they wasted a ball. That like, ball's not gonna get played with now. Right. Hit the dirt. I mean, and <laughs> JT Real Muto needs those reps. Yeah. Because he's been with the world the the USA team for the World Baseball Classic. Can can you explain to me why we have to go through so many baseballs? It's, it's ridiculous. I don't so know. okay, I know if a ball gets scuffed right. and it's an advantage, but like, come on. I will say, I will say this: it's also player safety because there are individuals like Craig Kimbrell who throws ninety-eight miles an hour and a scuff on a ball, which sounds kind of ridiculous, can really change the trajectory of like his two-seam fastball with cut. Yeah, and so yeah. it can cut in more, and now you have a ninety-eight <laughs> mile per hour fastball coming in at your chest instead of the inside third of the right. plate, and so. 
I kind of understand. I do think we go through too many. It's like you average like 100 a game. That's the MLB average. Do we have an intern yet? Can we get an intern to check to see what happens to all those balls that they don't use? Um, they, also, they get handed down to like... I they, thought I saw something that gets handed down to like local leagues. Little or, local yeah, leagues. Something. Yeah, they either get given away okay. or they get repurposed. Um, they get rehomed. They go to a shelter. Yeah. And you they, can go and pick up a ball. They don't, they don't that get like too trash. They have like sad dog commercials yeah. for baseballs that yeah. didn't get thrown because someone dropped it in the dirt. Yeah, they don't <laughs> get trash. They, they paint a face on it. And but it is a, it's a I think the, the league average is 100, they, 100 they, a game. They have that song. What's that song? It's Sarah McLaughlin's song? Arms of the Angels. We or can't sing like it because we, no. we don't have the rights to it. But. Oh, I changed the channel immediately. <laughs> um, but if it was a baseball with a sad baseball, I'd watch it. Yeah, you could turn the laces where it looked like it had baseball. a frowny face. I'd be for it. That's going to be the thumbnail if I can find a sad baseball. Um, that's that's what's going to be up there. Um, speaking of sad baseball, Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't nice. Really, like, I'm here for it. Um, it. And it's not sad baseball, but like Lamar's like, get me out of Baltimore. Um, and he willingly said he requested a trade. And in March, the second of March. Yes. So it's um, it's been interesting that it hasn't come out yet because we're nearing the end of March. <laughs> and Baltimore's like, ah, he can stay. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll keep him. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. They're they're interviewing Harbaugh, and this tweet goes out as the interview begins. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Lamar's my guy. I want to see him play. I want to see him on the field, of course. And I think Harbaugh really believes that mm-hmm. he's caught in a terrible situation. Yeah. Because he is. He has created a scenario for Lamar to be super successful. Without Harbaugh, there is no Lamar. Without Lamar, Harbaugh probably doesn't have a job. Right. And I think they both want to play with each other, and they can't figure it out with you it's know tough. the, the I mean the brass or whatever. Harbaugh did change his entire offense from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson, yeah. and it was successful. Was Joe Flacco on in the, on the replacements? Uh, was that his name? Falco. No, it was Falco. Falco. We watched that highlight yeah, yesterday, and I was like, is that a Joe Flacco? It's Falco. What a, what a movie, by the way. The replacement is fantastic. How um, many professional athletes have uh, like made drafts with unibrows? You got Flacco. I think Flacco got rid of his, but you got Anthony Davis Anthony as well. Anthony Davis, yeah. He's still rocking it. Um, didn't at one point um, Muhammad Ali have a unibrow like early on in his career? Mm, I don't know. All right. That's like... I know that I could have completely just made that up, but I really I can't, thought I can't picture. I that. do not think so. <laughs> I thought but. at one point I saw him with a unibrow. Maybe I'm. Maybe he just looks. A he lot was like just Frida moving Kawa. so fast that it was just a blur. That's what it was. That was a blurry brow. Yeah. The blurry brow. Um, a little more football though. Um, Bill Belichick. Um, oh, they yeah. interviewed him, um, and there's a lot of coaching interviews going on right now. And they're like, "Hey, what are the pa- Patriots going to do?" Um, different to get in the playoffs. It's been, what, three years in a row, maybe one out of three years they've been in since Brady. And he said, hey, why don't you reference my last 25 years? That is the least Bill Belichick thing I've ever heard in my life. Yes, I would agree. And um, Teddy Bruschi was talking about, hey, he holds players up to a standard that says last year doesn't matter. We're only thinking about winning. And then you're saying, hey, why don't you check my last 25 years? That's a double standard. And it's the first time he sort of had a chink in the Bill Belichick way. And I'm, yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. There's just, so just, much pressure on the Patriots. I'm here for it. I think he gets the right to say that. I, yeah, it definitely does. But um, if if your players are going to play for him like there is no tomorrow, none of those players, how many of those players are on this current team have any have had any success with the Patriots? How many of those guys have were on a Super Bowl? I don't right. think there are any left. I don't think there are any left. No, not anymore. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I... Love all things anti Bill Belichick. So, I, I think he's the greatest. I think like, he's the greatest cheater of all time. I mean, <laughs> he, 
I don't like him as a character. I don't. Sure. I don't like his. Yeah, I think he's. I think they've done a lot of things that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah, when you get and caught. I cannot stand the Patriots because I'm a Colts fan, and sure. we really. You've really been had caught a too many times. Like, yeah, you can't get caught th- like three very specific times. Like, and not like kind of cheating, like deflating footballs. I mean, like recording Super Bowl practice. Yeah, like that's outrageous. But at the, and at some point in 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 the history of man. Those things are not going to be remembered. He's going to be remembered for the amount of Super Bowl wins and wins, and he's going to be crowned the greatest coach. Yeah, of, of all course, time. because when you cheat, you have the advantage. Like right. he should have won those games. You're not cheating, you're not trying. Of course, Ricky and, and I say had, that you've had some of the best coaches as well as the best, probably the best quarterback ever. Yeah. So is yeah, he the best I mean, quarterback because he also cheated? He won one. I, I kind of. He I, won one. Yeah, and he's like one. Sixty years old. I'm just saying. Good I for don't him. Hmm. We won't go into no. I won't it's going to be the same narrative uh, with I Tom know. Brady that it is with Bill Belichick. I can't People are going to forget about the cheating, and they're going to no. say, "Well, you know, he must have been the best." Um, he's not the best in my eyes, but when I look at it, I'm not even going to have the conversation. Um, yeah. I'll say that for the LeBron and um, Jordan conversation because I right. think there's more meat on that bone. There absolutely is because neither one of them cheated. Well, and Brady probably doesn't eat meat anyway, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> some some pita, that was pretty good. Some pita and red wine. That's about all he's got. Uh, all right, so um, I just think it's time for us to go in our draft now. Oh my goodness, um, that's the highlight of the day. I'm pumped. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm um, nervous. I'm very nervous. So what we're gonna what we're gonna draft this week is is favorite sounds or best sounds, um, and we're also going to recreate those. Using our mouth. All right, pause. No, there's no pause. So there. we there's texted. No pause we texted in the in the in the previous days about hey, what are some top fives? And I gave a lot of really good ones um, that I think we could use. Yeah. Um, we won't talk about those because there's some really cool ones out there. Yes. Um, and you said sounds. I knew this was one of the ones you want to see, and I was like, great. And it just said sounds, and uh, and I said, hey, we should recreate them. Yes. And, I, and you were like, yes, definitely. And I think there was some apprehension, James. Y'all sent that, and I was waiting to see more dots on the text. I was like, S- what, like, sounds? <laughs> so what, then what in my mind, with? I thought recreating them was find a way to make the sound. I didn't know that it had to be with my mouth alone. Absolutely, man. So um, I'll um, do I'll do a hybrid. I'll cheat the system because that's what we do when we do well, top We were just five. talking about the Patriots, so it's, it's sure. Funny, so. Yeah. And we'll see later on in the in the annals of best podcasts ever that they're going to be like that was probably one of the best episodes. He may have cheated a little bit, but it was he was far superior. Is that what they're going to say? Are they going to say you cheated? Maybe. Um, well, when, when, when you're we'll the champ, you're the champ. Literally, the Check title the of this podcast, the title of this episode is just going to be Corey cheated. Check the bracket <laughs> with like three question marks. Scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, James, you have the first pick. The goal is to say your sound. You can say why it's your favorite, and but then you got to recreate it. Okay. All right. You ready? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Maybe what we should do. Let's wait. Maybe let's try this. Let's try this. How about you recreate the sound, and then we try to guess what it is. Okay. Before, and then you tell us what it is. All right. You ready? Um, this is gonna be great. I love I this. Go ahead. One. All right. There it is. Sound of silence. Right? Oh, silence. 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 <laughs> yes. That Father is... of four with a job. <laughs> silence yes. is one of the best, I don't know if you call it a sound, lack of sounds yeah. that you could possibly ask for sometimes. That's wonderful. That's fair. That's a, that's oh, a really I'll good tell one. That's, that's my number that's one. Really I am there. I've only got two, two boys in the house, but get to the certain point in the night where I'm like, and I love, we have a, we have a like, we don't have the biggest home. Um, it's a, everybody's got their own space, right? But we all gather in the same space, which I really love. 
But there are moments where I'm like, man, can we take this noise somewhere else? Yeah. And is there a gathering yeah. spot? And, and I don't ever say it because, you know what, I don't want that. I want us to all be together. But I do look forward to those moments. Maybe it's like 11 to 12 o'clock where I have just me time where I just a little more quiet. Well, and let's I, I love my family, but silence sometimes is it is. is key. It's biblical. For it's sanity. a spiritual discipline. Solitude. Yes. yes. Silence. Yeah. Those are those are things that are important. Um Jesus Christ himself used those disciplines to um to be closer to the Father. So I think it's important. Mm, so you got job, Jesus. James. Deep James. Um solid. Go. I appreciate that, Zach. Yeah. I mean James. <laughs> um my bad. Every now and then, I just want to make sure that we plug that Zach Efron bit in there. Um, there we go. All right. So, um, oh, yeah, I got to try to make the sound first. All right. <clears throat> this is really difficult. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Is it's, that a hot dog sizzling on a pan? It's not. That's how that's it was really bad, but um, I cannot. I really tried. We're, I practiced this one. I could. We didn't think about it. how good this would be for radio. But go ahead. What it's like be, a, that's like, this recreating the sounds is fantastic <laughs> for radio. It doesn't get any better than that. It's like yeah. listening to Call of Duty from three rooms away. Maybe yeah, pretty much. Um, no, that was uh, and this is this is gonna be even better. That's rain hitting a tent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's. But that's just rain. That doesn't sound like it hitting a tent. Yeah, um, but I brought a prop. You did. Now that could be real loud in the microphone. Did you just ruin it your? Probably. Uh, actually, I don't. No, I lost the sound now. So my, of my top five, I only have three left. <laughs> Good. Um, rain hitting a tent is like, man. Well, a tent. Yeah, I'm not going to be cheap. Specifically, a tent. Have you been in many tents where rain's hitting it? Yes, I have. Because I've. It, that's a pretty. Crappy situation. I, the situation, <laughs> yeah, well, that's stressful. If your tent, if your tent is good, you no, don't got to worry about there it. There is no good tent. <laughs> you have to have a tent with a tarp over it. I've never been in a situation where I've been in a tent. It's raining, thinking I'm confident, and that we're not waking up in yeah. a puddle. Immediately, oh, rain I, comes I in the situation of a camping weekend, and you're like, "This is it. This, this is sucks." Oh no, I don't. We, I did so much camping as a kid growing up, and didn't even matter. Man, I don't even tell. think about it anymore. You are so. not a, you are not a man who has kids that are talking like both of us know. There's so much stuff. You have to put back up yeah. and figure oh, out yeah. what it's That sucks training. for you guys. That's why I don't yeah. have kids. I don't have to worry about that crap. Um, yeah, so rain, rain on a tin is probably one of the most relaxing. Like, I could go to sleep at any moment. That's one of those, like, if I really, like, I'll put that on YouTube and, like, fall asleep on the couch just so that I can... Yeah. Well, out. shout out to those type of sounds like that. Insight mm. Timer. You ever heard of that app? I have not, no. It uh, gives you like frequency sounds and certain sounds like that. Check what, it out. What, it's called Insight? Insight Timer. Insight Timer. You yeah. want to be Every a couple a nights I put it sponsor on. Sponsor. Uh, sponsor. Insight Timer. Why don't you give it a little sponsor? Yeah. Alani, also, hey, guess what? I buy a lot of your product. You should yeah. probably sponsor them. Well, I was going to use rain on a on tin roof, but mm -hmm. it's the same concept and I'm not going to cheat. So, um, But I did bring my Rainmaker. This one's from Guatemala. That was that sound. That, That's cool, uh, though. It's, it didn't sound quite as good as yours. <laughs> but um, but it did sound like it. I wonder if that'll even show um, up. I hope mine, it is. Mine's specific, and I'm going to cheat, but um, it's... There it is. There okay, go. all right. That was solid. Right? Yeah. So here's the real sound. Ooh. Oh, yes. That's a good sound for that's radio. A, it right is a there. great sound. Now, that, that's the sound of an ice-cold Big Red in a can. That's now, a, this is a cherry Coke because we're in Virginia, Hold and on, we don't even have Big Red. Big Red in a can. So when like I worked... The gum? No, the soda. It's a soda, unfortunately. Coca-Cola? I'm, I'm not, I'm not familiar. I'm not a fan of Big Red, but it is a it is a Midwest thing. And I'll say, I'm, okay. as an adult, I'm not a fan of Big Red as much as I was when I was a kid. Yeah. But there were summers I worked. Um, I would do hayfield in the in the weekends, and I would work construction during the week. And I would finish um, work in framing houses. I drive to the local gas station, 
and I would get an ice cold Big Red, and it was heaven. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, a nice cold drink after a hard day's work. Um, that's the sound of of, um, of of ice cold Big Red. So maybe that's, that's kind of like the so cheer wine of the southeast. But I'm yeah, drinking this like large cherry Coke that I not, don't That is a big want. can, by the way. Like <laughs> you got. <laughs> You had this option, or I was bringing in beer, and that's I'm like, fair. I'm that's not buying that at the gas station, <laughs> and call. I'm not bringing beer to the church. That's so I have a cherry coke that's acting as a big red. All right, and well, that's a John Marshall shout out. Um, Corey, you can do it twice, by the way, because you are the we do snake this. So if you're ready, for oh, your I'm next ready. Sound. I'm right. ready. Let's. What is the next? Um, one? My oh. next sound. Um, hmm. It's. Is I mean you're holding a. A book, so oh, like a pages page. turning. Pages turning. That's a solid right. one. That's pages turning, want. and specifically when you're a preacher and you say, "Hey, turn to Romans chapter eight and you hear yeah. the congregation. Now we're not there anymore as a as a community. Everyone right. has an app. Yeah, but um, I grew up in a small church where the preacher would wait. And it would be like, raise your Bible, raise your hand when you got it. That's would, the kicker, is the wait. Yeah. Does the preacher wait for everybody to get there? Sometimes. There yeah, so pages turning, and specifically pages turning the Bible, that really that really gets me excited that people are in the Word. Yeah. So. That's a good one. Um, that reference the Bible, it has to be a good one. Um, <laughs> Don't drop it. Um, all right, so my second pick is, um, I picked ones that seemingly are really difficult to make noises out of, but here we go. Um, it's like... Scuba diving. No, man. You're I'm, Darth Vader. I am Darth Vader. That's what it is. <laughs> no, um, that's a crackling fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to start crack. like a fire in here. To I was, <laughs> that sounded like a crack pipe or something. <laughs> that was not a crackling fire. <laughs> Heat was involved either way, so we're good. Uh, um, that, that trying to rec- yet again, I practice all these by myself in my bathroom this morning, this is which great. is the weirdest thing. We were talking about that pre podcast, and I was in the truck riding around, felt like a complete goofball, like doing these, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so the crackling, I love a good crackling fire. It's also one of those things that I can just stare at forever. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't need to talk, don't need to have any sort of conversations. It's sort of like silence-ish for me, is that it's a one of those, like, it's a zone and, like, nothing else needs to happen. It's a vibe, it as is, the kids it's say. A, it's a vibe. Um, but, yeah, crackling fire. We're going to do a fire pit tonight. We absolutely Yeah, we could. got a friend coming from Alaska. He's in town for a training. Oh, sweet. He's going to swing by, and we're going to grill some stuff. I bet he's, he lives in Alaska. I'm fire. sure he's super outdoorsy. I always assume that anyone that lives in Alaska yeah, is. or from Alaska He's got all the toys. Out, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Boom. Shows up with a flannel shirt. and a beard. Yeah, shout out to, to Jesse Elmore. All right, The whole James, Elmore family. Two and three for you. Okay. I'm going to go to a video on this one. Ooh. So let's see how close we can get to this. Uh, let's see. Hold on. You have to make it first. Don't give, go give it away. I don't, I don't know. This is re- <laughs> Come on, dude. I just. <laughs> that is a baby's laugh. Whew. Can I? Can we try? We feel like I need to. You need to at least make an attempt at a baby laugh. That's, <laughs> I just did a crackling fire, dude. Come on, James. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> like, you got to at least we'll make wait. an attempt. We'll What's we'll the worst wait. that could happen? <laughs> I don't know if I can get that high pitch. I don't, you know, just do a really fat baby laugh then. Let's say we all try one. I can, I, yeah. If you you go first, I'll also try a fat baby laugh or a regular baby laugh. Oh, I'm not. 
I believe in you, James. Oh, let's see. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> that wasn't terrible. I don't, I don't think we to need to do one it. now. I did it so well. Nah, he did it. Now we're no. I said we would do it. I'll, all right. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we sound like dying seals. We like sound that. terrible. Okay, it went from a good sound to now I don't like that sound anymore. Hey, I'm glad that was like that was a, a pool party for kids and not like a. Uh, in-home water birth or something. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, it, was, it was bath time. <laughs> yeah. It was. All right, so, James, your third pick. Okay, um, let's go with... Um, <laughs> this is going to be super random sound. Love it. Okay, you ready? Yep. Bing bong! <laughs> <laughs> Bing bong. That bing sound... Bong. Hold on, is that the character what off is of... What is bing um, bong? Can you explain <laughs> bing bong, please? There's there's a character off of... What was the... There's the the show with all the different emotions that were played out. No, no I'm referencing. Oh <laughs> yes, Inside Out. Inside Out. Yeah, Bing Bong was one. I'm of the referencing Bong. a gentleman named Gorilla Nims. Yes, you are. <laughs> Bing the, Bong, the king of Coney Island, I believe he is. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> just—it's this thing he does. It, yeah. it, and it just—it it makes me laugh every it's, time I hear it's it. It's good. No, that's, a, that's a great. That's a. That's <laughs> so. I good. will. I will work Bing Bong into one of my <laughs> sermons. One. There's Please. no way. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> That'd be great. Golly, that's so good. We need to use that as like the class timer when it's like five minute warning. <laughs> Bing Bong. Bing Bong. <laughs> there, yours was better. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, those. That's so funny. I love that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Um, Water dripping. You got a leak. That's a coffee. That's coffee being brewed. It is not. That's actually just a popping bubble. Oh, um, come on. I thought it was like your bougie slow drip coffee. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, I... He's adding one to his list. He's like, ooh. Oh, actually, that sounds... <laughs> no, I... Um, that would be a smell that I really enjoy, which maybe we could do at some point, but... Um, that's dangerous. It, it is. <laughs> it's really hard to recreate smells. It is, but I can try. Just bring in a can of gasoline. Um, <laughs> I really like the smell of gas. Anyway, I'm gross uh yeah i don't know like not probably like the obviously like when bubbles pop they don't like really actually make a sound but like the artificial bubble popping sound mm-hmm. i think is pretty good it's like is satisfying it, is a bubble popping bring joy or sadness uh it's happiness for me uh because yeah. if it brings sadness to a child i'm probably laughing at it <laughs> um let's talk about a, a, man, bracket, a bracket bubble you know yeah, yeah you don't want to bur- yeah burst the bubble yeah but, all right so uh cory all right that's an ocean. That's definitely a wave. Yes, hitting. the yes. waves. Waves yeah. in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And these are two. My, I have to go back to back, so they're kind of linked. But um, but waves the ocean. I appreciate the ocean. Mm-hmm. I have a love hate relationship with the ocean. Um, it's a beautiful thing, and there's sometimes it's a dangerous thing. Very much so. But um, but I love. It's peaceful. It's being being close to water for sure. My my other one. Um, I'm gonna try to make the noise, and then I'm gonna make the actual noise. Okay. Maraca. No, it's Is that a horse or something. No, it sounds like a horse. So you get to the um, Porta Plata Airport in the Dominican Republic yeah. when you're going to the ocean, and um, there's a guy playing this thing. It's um, it's got a bunch of holes punched in it. It's got a little handle on it, and it's like a rasp. And they make this noise with their um, with their band, mm. and they're that's cool. And then you just you're all excited about going to the DR. You're dropping a couple of pesos in his in his bucket, and you're headed on in. So it's it's that welcome to the Dominican sound. That almost looks like a, that reminded me of a like a it's the same material my grandmother's strainer used to be. Yeah, like the old like they'll use something, something similar to this to grind yuca 
or um, or root vegetables, okay. and um, like you would a grater, like a cheese grater. It's almost like a cheese grater, but it's really this is a real primitive. This was made there. I um, wish you all could see it, but um, yeah, go to the Dominican and check it out. And if you do, buy their products. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, my, that was my three and four. My fourth sound is. Um, Foam on the coffee. No. Uh, that would be Sizzling Bacon. Um, okay. That's okay. your rapper name. It's Sizzling Bacon. Uh, That's a good one. Yeah, no, I. it's a twofold thing because the sound, I think, is satisfying, but then also you know you're getting bacon. And your house also smells incredible. So it's a three. That's I a feel like th- my bacon is typically popping a lot more. It's like a lot more dangerous. So yours to sound like a, you're on like a level three on the heat, maybe. Yeah, I like to keep it low. And a lot of the times, like we even cook it in the oven. Uh, yeah, so we, we started doing that. So yeah, it doesn't it's stink solid. up the house as bad. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now I mean, I like to smell of bacon, but I don't want my house to smell like it the whole day. The it's oven kind of contains that a little bit. Side story on bacon. Renee had me pick up a sofa, probably about a year or two ago, mm-hmm. on Facebook Marketplace. It was a leather sofa. Yeah. Left work to go do it. Took an associate with me. Picked mm-hmm. it up. They had just finished breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know what they had? Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> this sofa smelled like bacon for three months sitting in our house. I was trying to wipe this thing down with Clorox wipes. It was. I was like, we're never doing this again. It was terrible. Bacon sofa. You don't like bacon sofa? Not, not bacon when it's sofa. from somebody. First of all, we shouldn't be buying a sofa from somebody else anyway. Mm-hmm. Like That's one of the things I need new. I'll tell you, uh, Marketplace is a... I love Facebook a, Marketplace. It's, but it's a scary. lawless wasteland. It is Sketchy. the Wild West. I've had two marketplace interactions in the last two days, and they've been really good. In fact, both <laughs> individuals, I said, "Thank you for being a normal human being." There you Actually, go. three. Thank I've been, you. For we've been marketplacing it up, but yeah, um, yeah we. I bought a door yesterday from a guy. He was really, really good guy. A door, a huh? door, new door for the house. There you go. Fifty bucks. All right, James, your last pick. Last or your your last two picks. Okay, there four we go. and five. There we go. Well, you took my ocean there, Corey. Not really feeling that. Um, <laughs> let's go with. <laughs> Crying baby. No, no, I've already used baby <laughs> once. Um, it didn't have quite the sound that a crow? I needed. Okay. That was a, it was supposed to be a dolphin. A dolphin. Oh. A dolphin. I don't like hear that. many dolphins, yeah. but I do. I appreciate <laughs> There you go. That there you it. go. You've watched Luca many a times. <laughs> I don't know. If I were to be an animal, I would want to be a dolphin. Dolphins are they're very majestic. They're smart, too, man. Yeah, yeah and they're smart. friendly. Yeah. But if they're so smart, why do they make that sound? Because I don't feel like I know it's like the sounds that they kind of right. Like, I feel sorry for them too. Why? Because when they come up, come at you with the fin out of the water, everyone's like, "Uh oh, oh." They kind of get this you well, know bad rap for kind of looking like a shark. Well, no. So surfing, like yeah. going to the ocean front, like going out there, sitting there with sunrise, and you see some dolphins like yeah. just coming. Uh, dude, it's the most cool. peaceful thing ever. I imagine. That's as long cool. as you get the up and down with that dorsal fin, like yeah. the straight dorsal fin, <laughs> it's an immediate paddle away. Yeah, you know? like, and I'm out. <laughs> Um, James, your last pick. Okay, last one is going to another uh, generated sound here. All right. It's going to be pretty random as well. Hold on. I'm here for it. You said this bing, is probably the most random top already? five, I said top five list ever. <laughs> it might be. We need to hear from the people. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the rap horn? Are we? <laughs> no, no. This is, this is referenced as a... Hold on. One more time. That is a reggae horn, is what we call that. You can oh. make that noise. Make that noise. There it is. But it, it needed to be right Everyone here. Everyone makes too. that noise. <laughs> yes. Just, it's, why is why is my that kids there? love it? My wife still What's looks that? at me strange. Like, what is that noise? Why why that one specifically, James? 
Oh, the I, reggae I like one. reggae music. You're a big reggae guy? Yeah. Reggae man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. That, honestly, yeah. You um, look like a guy that would enjoy reggae music. What? I surf and reggae music. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, all right, my last pick. I'm going to... Crowd. crowd. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, that's one of the things a very I like. quiet crowd. Well, crowd, yeah. A golf crowd. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Um, there is, like, March Madness. Like, you, one of the things, you know, somebody hits a buzzer beater or a, a clutch shot near the end of the game. Like, yeah. that is... Like just the crowd going nuts is it adds incredible. to the goosebumps. Absolutely, it adds to the emotion for sure. Yeah. Or like um, a, how about a like a soccer crowd when they start doing their like olays? Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's man. awesome. Like, that's like, like goosebumps. That's we a were, bucket list. Like a Premier League like yeah. game. Yeah. On, Even it's like a on a item. movie, we were watching Rudy. We were yes. watching um, Major League, and Wild Thing comes on. Like all those sort of crowd moments mm-hmm. are exciting. Um, one that I'm not going to use, but I, I I like is as a minister, is we don't get a lot of cheering. Mm-hmm. But we do get a, a well-placed amen. 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 Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. I try to throw that or in there every now and then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we don't get a lot of hallelujah, but we do now. get an amen. Preach. Um, yes. Yeah. So um, when when I hear people do that, I'll, I'll get them afterwards. I'm like, hey, keep that up. It really yeah. gets me going. So is it my last pick? Last pick. All right. This one's, oh, Roman, I hope you get this one. I'm oh, going to make it. I'll do what I can. Boom, bing, boom. Um, is that I'm, your ring doorbell? Mm-mm. Is that a? It's specific to summertime for us. Oh, that's from camp. That's yeah, a spring mill. Spring mill bottle. Yes. Camp. So when you hit the intercom, yes, and you hit the chime, mm-hmm. that's my job. Rick has all the 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 big important jobs. I'm there to just keep people on time. Ashley and I are kind of scrambling around, and I hit the chime, and it goes boom, boom, bing, boom. Yes. And now everybody knows. Good morning, or that's whatever fine. you say. Hey, everybody in the OR building. So that's um, that's time for a Spring Bowl Bobble Good camp. That's also campers. close to the old uh, NBC sound. Yeah, it was, yeah. was yeah. pretty close to that. Yeah. All right, yeah. so before we close out, first off, this was one of my favorite topics we've done. Um, <laughs> we didn't give a champion who we think is going to win um, the NCAA tournament. We gave who we were going to win yeah. the Final Four. Um, so who do you guys think is going to win? And that's how we're going to kind of close out. Um, Corey, I'm going to say UConn. I don't. I don't want to see it necessarily. I, I'm, I'm an FAU. I want to see, at this point. I want to see the underdog win. Right. I think UConn's going to win. All right, James. I'm going with old laryngitis with Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Miami laryngitis, not yeah. laryngitis. Close Larinaga. Larinaga. Larynge. Larynge. He's laryngitis in my eyes for the yeah. rest of my life. Um, I'm going to go FAU. I want to. It's it's the most improbable story, but I actually genuinely enjoy the way they play yeah. basketball, and it is a way that can beat anyone. Clearly, I mean they've they've won some incredible games, so like I think they have the ability. Um, I'd love to see it. Who do you think has the least amount of pressure? I think FAU is the least amount of pressure. Yeah, they're, they're, the expectation is is they don't have any. San Diego State may like. They don't have any pressure to play well because they well, don't Kawhi play well. Kawhi Leonard played there. Well, everybody in uh, FAU, everybody's going to be asleep in Boca by the time the tips off. So. Oh, I know, man. Yeah. That's, that's um, the older the other uh, campus in Boca there. Raton. Like, what a harsh, what yeah. a terrible life to live. Um, college student Boca Raton. Yeah. That's outrageous. Well, anyway, we don't, we, we don't live there. We live in Virginia Beach. Greatest city on earth. We do. Eh. Uh, mm, all right. <laughs> and we're going to end it right there. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.